You are listening to the podcast from the Humane Society of South Central Michigan. I'm Jessica Gilbert, Executive Director. This episode, we will be discussing reasons to spay and neuter your pet, chatting with HSSCM Animal Care Manager Carrie Bammer, and talking about our upcoming Halloween event. If you have ideas for future episodes, please give us a call at 269-963-1796, extension 13. Here at our Humane Society, we take spaying and neutering very seriously. Right now, we have a dog that came to our shelter with 11 three-day-old puppies. She's very cute, and the puppies are adorable. We hope that they'll find homes. But when they do, that's 12 homes that other dogs, maybe dogs in high-kill facilities, won't find. It is estimated that between 6 and 8 million cats and dogs enter shelters each year in the United States. Of those, only between 3 and 4 million are adopted. At our Humane Society, no adoptable animal will ever be euthanized for lack of space. But, quite frankly, there aren't enough homes in our community for all of the animals in shelters. Spaying or neutering companion pets ensures that the animal and its potential offspring won't contribute to the population of unwanted pets. A fertile cat can produce three litters a year, with each litter having four to six kittens. A fertile dog can have two litters in a year, with an average of six to ten puppies in each litter. That's up to 18 kittens and 20 puppies every year. Those puppies and kittens, if unaltered, can have their first heat cycle by six months old. You can see how quickly animal numbers can spiral out of control. Spaying and neutering may also reduce the risk of certain health problems, including uterine, ovarian, and mammary cancers, and reduces the risk of both prostate enlargement and prostate cancer. Altered companion pets are also less likely to roam, becoming nuisance animals, and are less likely to urine mark in your home. Studies also show that most dog bites involve dogs who are unaltered. The yearly Banfield State of Pet Health Survey demonstrates that neutered cats lived, on average, 62% longer than unneutered males. Spayed cats lived 39% longer than unspayed females. For dogs, neutered males lived 18% longer, and spayed females enjoyed a 23% advantage. We encourage you to be part of the solution. Spay or neuter your pets before their first heat and encourage your friends and family to do the same. Now I'd like to introduce HSSCM Animal Care Manager, Carrie Bammer. Hi Carrie, how are you? I'm pretty good, how are you? Good. How many animals do you have at home and what kind of animals do you have? I have seven animals right now. Four are cats and three are dogs. I have four rescue cats that came from the Humane Society and two of my dogs came from here. Um, The other one I had gotten as a baby and they are Boston Terriers. Very nice. And they are very, very cute. They're a lot of fun to watch play. They are that. And the kittens that you got recently, tell us how that came to be. They are just now about a year old, and Milo, which is the only male that I have, was a bottle baby. He came in, and he was only about um, three days old, I think, maybe a week. He still had the umbilical cord attached, and I bottle fed him, and he just kind of became part of our family. Um, The other two were taken home as a socialization for him, and they just kind of fell in love with each other, and we fell in love with them and ended up keeping them. My older one was a kitten that was brought in. She is about six years old now, and she was in foster with a couple of families just because she was a little underweight, 
and we just really liked her. We took her home and she fit right in and so we ended up keeping her and she's a wonderful cat too. Tell us a little bit about what you do here at the shelter. Well, I do just about anything and everything around here, but my main job is animal welfare and animal care. Anything that has to do with the animals, I have my hands on and I'm responsible for, and all of the kennel staff I'm responsible for. How did you first get involved with the Humane Society? I was looking for a part-time job, and I've always wanted to help animals in one way or the other. Um, I grew up on a farm, so taking care of, you know, dirty things was not a problem for me. I just really wanted to help not just the animals here, but the workers, because they worked really hard, and I really appreciated the hard work that they did. Um, so I applied for the job, and I started out as strictly part-time, just as a kennel staff. Uh, it was a wonderful job. I didn't mind cleaning. I loved taking care of the animals. I felt very rewarded when I went home. And it just kind of progressed from there. The more I learned, the more um, involved I got with the comings and goings and what was the protocol of the policies. And, uh, and it's just been a really wonderful job for me. I really like it. What's your favorite part about working here at the shelter? There's so many wonderful things and things that I like about working here. Uh, I guess the one thing that I do like is being able to place animals in appropriate homes um, seeing the looks on people's faces and how well the animals fit into their homes and being able to be part of that is um, is a real rewarding. And then sometimes seeing animals come in in real poor shape just because of poor care that they were given or no care at all and how we can turn that around into a positive for them, placing them in good homes and just getting them healthy again. Do you have a favorite animal story from all of your years here? Well, I have a lot of favorites. Uh, if I had to pick one right now, um, I would pick Chloe and Maddie. They were two miniature dash hounds that were found by a donor. Um, it was They were left in an apartment. They had been abandoned, and he was very, very concerned. He called us to see if we could take them in, and of course we said yes, we would. Uh, they were very, very sweet little dogs, um, but they had basically been abandoned into the apartment. We had a couple that came in that was um, looking for... A dog. They didn't realize they were kind of a bonded pair and um, their daughter had come with them and when we went in the room and I started talking to them I found out that the daughter had recently lost their dash hounds and they were both females and it was kind of a tragic thing. She was still really distraught about it and um, so when I took the two dogs in the whole family realized that what they were really here for was for the daughter basically to adopt, even though the parents wanted to adopt, but they were um, kind of limited mobility. So these two little dogs would probably be too much for them, but the daughter was helping care for them. So she lived in the house with them. So they came back in, um, her husband came with her and they fell in love with them and they adopted them. And it was just a really good story because the follow-ups that I've gotten um, have been uh, very positive. Their vet basically said, this is exactly what you needed. This has mended you, all of those things. And so I guess that um, that's a story that sticks in my head. That's a great story. It is. It's really great. What is the one thing that you wish people knew about what we do here at the shelter? Um, I wish that people understood and knew how much actually goes into the care that we provide on a daily basis and the dedication of the staff and the volunteers that are, are here um, on a daily basis. 
so that they could appreciate just a little bit more of what goes into it. Um, they would probably understand a little bit more about how our adoption process works if they actually understood how much time and how much energy and how much love and, that we provide for every single animal that's here. So that way we can provide a loving home for them. Um, and that loving an animal is very, very important, but so is regular veterinarian care is also very important. Um, so I think that that's one of the things that I really wish that people understood about what actually goes into a day-by-day -day process that is in the shelter. And not just our shelter, but in all shelters and animal controls, how much is actually, how much work goes into each and every animal. All right. Thank you very much for sharing some of your life with us. Join Humane Society of South Central Michigan staff members, volunteers, and dogs on Saturday, October 24th at the shelter, 2500 Watkins Road in Battle Creek, for a day of fun. Kids and dogs can trick-or-treat on our spooky trick-or-treat trail for free. Enter your dog in the costume contest for only $10 and compete for first, second, and third prize gift baskets. Staff members are required to dress up in costume. It's kind of become a competition. You'll want to see who has the best. It's a really fun event. Registration for the costume contest starts at 11.30, and trick-or-treating for dogs and kids, again, free, goes from noon until 1 p.m. The dog costume contest with celebrity judges Richard Pyatt from WBCK, Shelley Sulser from the Battle Creek Shopper, and Greg Geis, retired director from Binder Park Zoo, starts at 1.15. Even if you don't have dogs or kids, but you like to see dogs dressed in costumes, well, you should join us as well. That's Saturday, October 24th, starting at noon. If you want to support the cats and dogs in our Humane Society shelter, you can easily give through your mobile device. Open up your texting app and start a new message. In the To field, type 41444. In the message area, type PAWCAST. P-A-W-C-A-S-T. You'll receive a text back with a link to make a donation. No amount is too small. Every dollar makes a difference. You can also donate online at www.hsscm.org, over the phone at 269-963-1796, extension 19, or you can mail us a check. The Humane Society of South Central Michigan is located at 2500 Watkins Road in Battle Creek, Michigan. We tweet. For dog-related items, follow us at ShelterDogHSSCM. For cat-related items, follow us at ShelterCatHSSCM. We're also on Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube. You can get all of the social media links at our website, www.hsscm.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review the show. Thank you so much for listening today.